Welcome to the Agree to Disagree show, a show that discusses news, politics, and pop culture with your host, Luigi C. I want to see how many people I can agree to disagree with. We will try to solve life's great mysteries. Why is the sky blue? Why do we lean left or right? Why are we all nuts? Let's start the show. What is up and welcome everybody to episode 62 of the Agree to Disagree show where we discuss current events, politics, pop culture and social issues. I hope you're all doing well this evening. This is your solitary confinement sessions, volume 7, just a madman and his crazy ramblings. Guys, if you appreciate the show, uh, please, um, you know, I don't ask for much, guys. If you do appreciate the show or if you know anybody that would appreciate it. Um, please like, share, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Very simple, youtube.com backslash agree to disagree show. Um, it would go a long way to support the show, and I would uh, really, really appreciate it. And remember, you know, just share it with some friends that you think that would enjoy it. And um, yeah, I would really appreciate it. So um, I wanted to say, first of all, uh, a huge thank you for last week. Um, First of all, for Freeway Frank for being on the show and also for all the wonderful comments and feedback I got in regards to the show. Uh, I truly appreciate it. It goes a long way in uh, making me feel good, making me uh, just confirming that um, I'm doing good and that people are out there watching and uh, giving me that drive to continue. So I appreciate all everyone that that took the time to just send a quick comment, a quick text, a quick messenger Um Trust me, it goes a long way. It's been heard, and um, I really, really appreciate it, guys. Thank you so much. So, um, as I mentioned, tonight it's just me flying solo, solitary confinement um, in my basement here, studio slash studio home. Um, I want to talk about a few things this evening, and um, I, I decided I, I wanted to do... Um, Thanks, thanks, Fabio. Um, hope you're doing well. Fabio says, uh, great material, Luigi. Thank you so much, Fabio. I appreciate it. So tonight I decided to start off with a, an interesting, because I talk often about all the, the, the how Justin Trudeau's liberals have been scandal-plagued uh, government uh, ever since he's been in fire, uh, in power, excuse me. And I call him basically um, the Teflon Don of politics. Nothing sticks to him. Everything. It's like this, it's, you can't penetrate him. A and so basically today I said, you know what? The first thing I'm going to talk about is this interesting article that I came across in the National Post. And um, it was basically a summary of all the scandals that they've been uh, involved with that by any stretch of the imagination, if it was any other party or any other leader, uh, they would have been out of office a long time ago. But for whatever reason unknown to me and to many Canadians, uh, he's still there. So basically, my, my goal is to, to share, uh, share these uh, scandals with you in the hopes of educating whoever is watching this show, um, however far-reaching it is, 
even if it just one person knows about what is going on and um, with our federal government and what exactly they're doing um, with our power, with our money, with the power that we give them by putting them in office. So let's start off with um, scandal number one. All right. Um, uh, Justin Trudeau first got in trouble with the ex uh, ethics commissioner in December 2017 um, when it came that he broken uh, conflict of interest rules by vacationing at the Aga Khan's private island over Christmas. Um, the issue here is that the Aga Khan Foundation is registered to lobby the government. Also, Trudeau rode in the Aga Khan's private helicopter and also the Aga Khan Foundation has received tens of millions of dollars from the federal government. Who exactly is the federal? Uh, who exactly is the Aga Khan? He is a multi-millionaire member of royalty. His Highness Prince Karim Aga Khan is uh, most often in the public spotlight for his love of racehorses and the fact that he's been uh, twice divorced. But uh, the Aga Khan is also the imam and spiritual leader of the world's approximately fifteen Ismaili Muslims. Uh, that's quite a uh, spiritual leader being divorced twice, very spiritual. Um, so I'm sure he's a he's a pleasure to be with in a in a in a in a presentation, in in a relationship. Excuse me. Um, so my question to you is, whoever's watching tonight, guys, put in the comments. Um, again, this was his first one, so this is how he popped his cherry uh, in terms of uh, scandal uh, scandals. Here he is um, again. Uh, it's an ethics commission. Um, it's his first ethics commission violation. Goes and fly on a private island of someone that the government is uh, giving money to in terms of a foundation. Because as we know, he's very good at giving away money. Uh, our prime minister uh, giving away money, of course, when, um, when we're in debt. So who's going to pay for that? Of course, it's going to be us. Um, so, so uh, that's scandal number one, ladies and gentlemen. Now, scandal number two. Um, not an ethics scandal, but a scandal nonetheless, is when he found himself a laughing stock after a trip to India in February of 2018, uh, where he enthusiastically dressed in various local costumes due to the bemusement of Indian officials. Uh, there's also another side to that story <laughs> to add to that. Uh, and I remember when the pictures came out, they were just fabulous. Um, a photo emerged on the trip of uh, Sophie Gregoire Trudeau, uh, who is, of course, uh, Justin Trudeau's wife, with a man named Jaspal Atwal at a reception in Mumbai. Atwal was convicted in 1986 of the attempted murder of an Indian politician. And this led to numerous questions about how he ended up at the reception. So on this one, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Um, who knows? Maybe he got in. She didn't know. Like I said, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. But I remember the images of him dressing in, in uh, native Indian um, uh, garb because, you see, he has this, he has this overwhelming um, need to fit in wherever he goes, this overwhelming need to be loved wherever he goes. And... Um, it, 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 I remember, I mean, could you imagine, uh, you know, all of our other leaders in the past doing the things he does and dressing up as as, as an Indian? And, and I remember the looks of the faces of these people um, 
the politicians, whoever whoever was there, um, the diplomats. And, um, you know, again, it doesn't go on. We were once the shining beacon of, of politics and respectability, our, our Canadian politics and politicians abroad. And now we've become a laughingstock because of this narcissistic um, idiot. It's, I, I really can't find any other words besides narcissistic idiot i really can't um so uh yeah that's that's uh i remember that so costume part two um let me put this one on the screen here um i'm sure you all remember this one uh give me one second let's see it, it's just it's just too good not to share right okay here we go Hey, isn't he beautiful? Look at that. Hey, our Prime Minister of Canada. Our our ex-part-time substitute drama teacher. The hardest blow to the Trudeau personally came during the 2019 election campaign when a handful of photos came out of him dressed in blackface, a racist caricature of black people. There were three photos. A 2001 yearbook photo when he was teacher, a photo from when he was in high school, and a video of him, himself as a young man. So this is his defense. It was something that I didn't think was racist at the time, but now I recognize that it was something racist to do, and I am deeply sorry, Trudeau said. So, once again, not once, not twice, but three times. Look at that face, guys. Look at that face. How embarrassing. That's our Prime Minister. Again, not having the capability, and it's not like you know, we'd say he was a young man, right? He was a young man. 2001 yearbook photo when he was a teacher. A photo from when he was in high school. Again, I'll give him the benefit of that on that one. And a video of him as a young man. So, as a young man, he doesn't know any better than that. That blackface is is something racist. Or what did it did it just become racist to do the blackface? Again. But he still manages all another scandal still manages to run his government it's it's quite it's quite impressive i, I gotta admit uh the teflon dawn of politics is quite it's quite um quite extensive really really impressive here Ca uh next scandal groping allegations in 2018 a newspaper piece from 2000 emerged a reporter alleged that trudeau who was 28 at the time was at the Coconut Summit in Creston, B.C., raising money for a charity. Uh, an editorial in the local paper said Trudeau was accused of groping and inappropriately handing a female reporter during the event. Reached by CBC in 2018, the woman said the incident referred to in the editorial did occur. As reported, Mr. Trudeau did apologize the next day. What a gentleman. I did not pursue the incident, she goes on to say, at the time and will not be pursuing the incident further. I have no subsequent contact with Mr. Trudeau before or after he became prime minister. Again, I could imagine how many people, how much money she was given for her silence, right? Happens every day. It's, it's no surprise in politics. Um, so, so again, this is just another one. Um, it, it, it's, you know, he goes on to say, Trudeau apologized over the past weeks since this news resurfaced. I've been reflecting. He does a lot of reflecting. We've all been reflecting on past behaviors, he said. And as I've said, I'm confident I didn't act inappropriately. 
But I think the essence of this is people can experience interactions differently. And part of the lesson we need to learn in the moment of collective awakening, people in many cases, women experience interactions in professional contexts and other contexts different than me. Again, here is the champion of women's right. I have a feminist equality, right? I'm confident I didn't act inappropriately. In the essence of people can experience interactions differently. That's key here. So when it's appropriate for him or when it's when it hurts his image, that other person on the other side feeling it is experiencing an interaction differently, right? I have a message for you. Groping is groping. Inappropriate behavior is an appropriate behavior. Whether your name, last name is Trudeau, whether your last name is Cuomo, whether your last name is Trump. Inappropriate behavior towards a woman, towards a woman, is inappropriate behavior. I do not care how she perceived it. There was clearly inappropriate behavior there. Again, she must have been silenced or he got lucky again, the Teflon Don. No press, no charges, no further comments, no further stories heard about it. He escapes again. Tony Cheech says, Luigi, I'm not a fan of any politician. As my dad would say, a tutta la stessa merda. For those of you that don't speak Italian, they're all the same shit. Who else are we to vote for? Conservatives? I myself am a fiscal conservative. I can't possibly vote for them unless they get their shit together when it comes to abortion, gun laws, and the environment. I know, Cheech, but the, the fact of the matter is if there's no economy left, right? <laughs> because at this point, inflation is through the roof. Interest rates are rising. Can't afford average house uh, price in Canada has doubled since they've been um, empowered, the liberals. Uh, national debt will be paying for it uh, God knows how many generations to come. Um, so we're in for some hard times. We've already seen inflation in terms of home prices. We've seen them in construction uh, construction costs. We've seen them in uh, food that we eat every day uh, when our, our average basket has increased. So um, you know what? I'll, I'll take uh, fiscal conservatives and I'll take the conservatives every day, Cheech, because unfortunately there is no other option. We don't. So are we going to take the lesser of the lesser of two evils? I would. Fabio, what do you think? What do you think will happen in the next few years? I don't know. Pat says he needs to be voted out of office. Will the good people in Papino riding finally rise up and turf the prancing prima donna? Uh, Pat, unfortunately, he's not going to lose his riding. There's no way he's going to lose his riding. So, um. No, Chicha, I, I don't, you know, he says you can't blame the inflation on Trudeau, though. Be fair. Okay, I'll be fair. I'll be fair. Um, however, he really hasn't, I mean, just his reaction to to uh, the Serb and uh, and COVID uh, went on way too long and, and finds us where we are today, right? Where we can't find any workforces. People can't, companies can't find employees because they're getting money, getting too used to it for too long. Uh, and we've been in this rut for too long, uh, way over than what we needed to be. Uh, and I said, again, I've said it on numerous other podcasts, I would have given them the benefit of the doubt for the first year, even six months a year, uh, but we should have been back to work a long time ago. 
and now look where we're stuck. It's it's a, it's a real clusterfuck. Uh, so for me, I definitely I would take the conservatives uh, with my eyes closed, with my eyes closed. Um, and you know what, Cheech, when it comes to abortion, gun laws, uh, the environment, um, honestly, the the environment, I could care less. I'm telling you right now, I I I, it's it's not a priority for me. It really isn't. Uh, uh, abortion. I think that there is a little bit within the, in the within the party. There is a little bit of right. They're they're on the fence. I'm I'm one of the opinion that no politics politics shouldn't be even an issue when it comes to abortion. Really, it's it's a woman's right. It's a woman's right to make a decision on her own body, just the same way it was a human's right to decide whether or not he wanted or she wanted a um, vaccine. Same thing. So I don't know why this is ever, this is, I don't know why this is always a, a point of contention when it comes to politics. Who are you? Who are you to decide what a woman does with her, bo with her body, whether she decides to keep or abort the baby? Now, I understand we could get into, we could get into moral issues. I understand that, but it is not a, a, a political, it's not a politicians, it's not a law that they could decide whether or not they're going to, they, you know, they're going to. Uh, legalize or not legalize abortion. I never understood this point. Never. I really never. Um, I, I never understood it. And then I never will. Why is it such a point of contention? You know what, as a politician, whatever you feel personally, morally, religiously, fine. Keep it to yourself. Keep it out of politics. Okay? Just as a politicians and the House of Commons do not have any place in the bedroom of a couple they're the same way. They don't have a decision whether or not a woman decides to keep or abort the baby. I'm sorry. No matter how I feel, morally or religiously about it, who am I? And once again, who was a politician to tell a woman what they could do with, her, with their baby? Come on, guys. It's enough now. Yeah, I know the Republicans are doing it in the States. It's completely ridiculous, Cheech. Completely ridiculous. Um, like I said, I've never understood it and I never will. I don't care for whatever one, anyone ever tells me. I will never understand this fascination, plant parenting and whatever goes on in the States and Canada, this talk about abortion. Why the fuck is it a point of contention and discussion in politics? They have to be in every aspect of our lives, guys. Already they rule everything. <laughs> they tax us to the tits. Okay. And now they're going to tell me who I could sleep with, whether or not, you know, I made a mistake or whatever, or I've been raped. And if I could have an abortion or not, right, as a woman, who are you? Again, I ask, who are you as a politician to make these decisions for me? Who are you? <sighs> Next scandal. The SNC-Lavalin scandal. This is one of my favorites. Actually, there's a few more. Uh, the last, the next two are pretty much my favorites. And, and, and how we got away from these are just incredible. Um, SNC-Lavalin is a huge uh, multinational company. A liberal-connected firm in Quebec was facing charges regarding alleged bribes to officials in Libya. The company had lobbied the federal government for a deferred prosecution agreement, which would have allowed them to avoid criminal charges. The Public Prosecution Service of Canada said no, they had to stand trial. 
um, enter several prominent liberals who pushed Jody Wilson-Raybould, then Minister of Justice and Attorney General, to find a solution that didn't involve SNC-Lavinay standing trial and the criminal convictions that would have barred them from receiving government contracts in Canada. Inquiries confirmed inappropriate actions by the Prime Minister and several staff members. Wilson-Raybould resigned over the affair. Basically, she was pushed aside, outside from, okay? Now, from, of course, the Liberal Party and Justin Trudeau. Again, the champion of women's right and equality. Here is a justice minister, the first, a Native woman, an Indigenous woman. He threw her under the bus so fast that she got run over by that bus. I don't know. God knows how many times. Again. He escapes unscathed, unscathed from this, how he treated her. And I remember, right, the flags, the the parting, the, the, the fireworks. I'm so proud, me, Mr. Feminist. Eh? Wilson Raybould, Jody Wilson Raybould, an in, indigenous woman, our justice minister, an attorney general, threw her under the bus under the bus for what <laughs> for for snc lavalin first of all any company dealing in libya <laughs> guys let's face it it's not going to be exactly kosher right okay so if you don't know what's going on in libya do your homework and then you'll find out so um but yet again to avoid it to just sweep it under the rug let's get rid of the problem and out she's gone his prized possession, gone. Scandal, doesn't matter. She wrote a book. She tell all tale, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter how he treated her. He's still a feminist. Still a believer in women's right and equality. Okay. Next, one of my, again, this is the best one. <laughs> and yet, <laughs> yet, it doesn't matter. In June the government said, um, excuse me, the government said the WE charity, uh, who had run a student grant program, which was part of COVID-19 relief, the contract to WE was given via a sole source agreement, not an open competition. At issue specifically is that Trudeau, the former fin finance minister, Bill Mor uh, Morneau, had personal connections to WE and were involved in the decision-making process without recusing themselves. Morneau's daughter works for WE. His daughter has spoken at WE events, and he'd been on trips paid for by WE in 2017. Morneau has since paid back the $41,000. As for Trudeau, his family has been involved with and paid by the WE. WE initially denied they had paid Trudeau's mother, Margaret, his wife, Sophie Gregoire Trudeau, or his brother, Alexandre. As it turned out, Margaret has been paid $250,000 for speaking at 28 events, and Alexander received $32,000 for speaking at 8 events. Grégoire Trudeau, who's posted a podcast for WE, was not paid, although she was reimbursed for travel expenses. This alone, this alone should be enough. Okay? That Bill Nardot, our finance minister, our prime minister did not recuse themselves knowing this conflict of interest that they had not 
initially initially denied they lied they denied that they were not paid and then it comes out two hundred fifty thousand dollars to margaret trudeau guys am, 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 I, am i the only one that sees a problem here am i the only one I, but see this guy could have been honestly he could have been a mafia boss justin trudeau no hey who was gonna get to him who was gonna kill him he could have been one of the bosses of the five big families in New York. For sure. For sure he could have done it. With his, with his eyes closed. With his eyes closed. Oh, Jesus Christ. Last but not least, the illegal casino magnet. This is my favorite. One of my favorites again. The last three were great. Uh, the National Post reported that we, we, W-E-I-W-E-I, uh, a Toronto real estate developer has been charged after police raided an illegal casino inside a mansion. We, we at least twice in 2016 with Trudeau, uh, met with Trudeau twice in 2016 and was part of a Chinese government endorsed industry group that met with Trudeau. A member of the delega uh, delegation donated 1 million to the Trudeau Foundation and sponsored a statue of Pierre Trudeau. <laughs> that meeting led to a ref uh, ref um, reformation of Liberal Party fundraising rules. Guys, listen, at this point, we've already sold everything to the Chinese. What's another, what's another company? What's another real estate tycoon, right? Who cares? The Chinese already own, what, probably 50% of Canada right now. Not just any companies, guys. Again, I've spoken about this at length in previous, in previous podcasts that um, the Harper government had stopped, had blocked uh, the purchase of a very highly... Um, um, important intelligence company um, and he blocked it for years during his mandates that he was in power and lo and behold of course once Justin Trudeau came in um, let the sale go through so yes Chinese investors own a highly sensitive uh, company that deals with intelligence with the um, RCMP so you know Let's let's put that let's put that in uh, in perspective. Um, Dario, we all know Dario is a huge fan of Justin Trudeau as a fucking hypocrite. Absolutely, Pat says. Apparently, the RCMP has clearly either deliberately ignored and turned a blind eye to his wee scandal. You know, Pat, it's, it makes me wonder. And, I, and again, um, I, I I really wonder why. I wonder why. Um, you know, we've mentioned so many scandals here, especially right the the. Um, SNC Lavalin and the Wee scandal. Um, but nothing's ever come of it. The investigations go nowhere. They don't even see the light of day. Um, it's truly uh, mind-boggling. And it's it, it makes me wonder. <laughs> uh, Dario says, uh, laugh out loud, the mob, <laughs> the mob would kill Justin. <laughs> I don't know, Dario. He's he's pretty good, guys. He's he's fucking, I don't know, man. He I gotta admit, he's pretty impressive. Pretty impressive, pretty impressive. Mike Andrew, thanks for tuning in. Says Trudeau let the Chinese army train in Canada. That says it all. He loves communities. Um, uh, he does. He does. And he, he said it. He's he said it. Uh, quote unquote. I admire a uh, basic dictatorship uh, or communism, something like that uh, of those of that nature. So he makes no no qualms about it. And uh, this is our prime minister. He likes communism and he uh, uh, respects and. Um, 
has always looked up to Chinese um, culture and and the way they run their politics. Um, so it's pretty scary, pretty scary, guys. Um, so so you know that's pretty much it for the scandals, and I wanted to to share that with you and um, just to, again put it into perspective. And just to see at what point um, <laughs> um, uh, we're at, this is is, is incredible. Uh, he has my respect. He's managed to keep it, albeit a back to back minority governments. He's managed to keep power. It's it's pretty impressive, guys. <laughs> Pat says Trudeau was the head of the sixth family. <laughs> we laugh, but um, I almost want to cry. Let's put it that way, Pat. I almost want to cry. Guys, a few other stories I want to share with you. Um, I don't know. This this one really, really uh, blew my mind. Um, where we're at in terms of um, this woke culture, this endless search for equality. Um, let me share this with you. Um, I'm not sure if you guys knew uh, that... The University of uh, Laval, I believe, um, called for a application for uh, with in conjunction with the Canada Research Chair in Biology um, for a job posting that excludes um, for a university job posting that excludes white men. Uh, <laughs> they, they, it was it was it was written. Um, in its call for applications, Laval University spe- specifies that only women, indigenous people, people with disabilities, and visible minorities will be considered. The institution cannot submit other types of nomination profiles until its representation targets are met in accordance with the requirements of the CRC program, which is the Canada Research Chair, it says. So, um, it, I mean, obviously there was a backlash from, from other politicians and, and, uh, people alike, um, guys, I, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm almost speechless here. Um, I'm almost speechless. So right now, if you are a white male, basically, um, good luck having, finding a job. Good luck. Good luck. They purposely say they have to meet a quota for certain representation. Again, guys, I'm all for representation, but to go out of your way to put it in an application that white men need not apply. Isn't this reverse racism? How is this how, how, how is this how is this happening in 2022 in Canada? I guess first of all, since the Freedom Convoy, anyway, who cares? The 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 Charter of Rights and Freedoms went out the window, and again, here it goes. How is this not a clear violation? A clear violation of the Charter of Rights and Freedoms. This is university. This is not a private entity. It's a university. It's not even a private company. How is this not reverse <laughs> reverse racism? How is this not covered under the, the, the Charter of Rights and Freedoms? That you shall not judge me on my sex, on the color of my skin, on the choice of my religion. So I'm white. I can't apply. I'm a white male. Because obviously the, the right preferences were women. 
I, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm out of words. I, I don't even know what to say here. I, I don't even know what to say. You know, Nadzin Giro, Quebec Minister of International Relations. This is quite surprising. We don't want to discriminate on one side. We shouldn't discriminate on the other side either. In my opinion, the job offer should be open to everyone, to all good candidates. It's a bit awkward, she, she added, before going to question period. Awkward. Awkward. Uh, I, I don't know. Oh, sorry, Andrew. Um, Mike, Andrew. Um, don't know. Um, I'll I'll listen to the playback, so I can't do anything right now because we're live. So thanks for telling me, though. Um, Pat says, "Finish the moon, bedroom." Again, Sasoin says, "This world is over." <laughs> uh, Vittorio, thanks for tuning in. Uh, thanks for tuning in, Vito. Nice to see you. May the best and most qualified candidate be chosen. Not anymore. Vito, not anymore. Um, Dario says, more reasons to leave retarded Kulbeck. You've been saying that for a while, Dario. You've been saying it for a while. Tony Cheech says, it's all good on this end. All right. All right. I don't know. Um, Dominic Anglad, liberal leader, says, excluding people from candidacies, I don't think that's the right approach. PQ leader, Paul Saint-Pierre Plamondon, it's completely unacceptable. Prevents certain candidates with a certain profile from being evaluated on the merits of their skills. Guess it doesn't matter anymore what your skills are. It matters what the color of your skin is, and whether or not you're male, female, transgender, or whatever else. Um, <laughs> anyway. Oh, thanks, Cheech. He says the connection is, uh, is good. So, Mike, maybe it's yours. I'm not really sure. Uh, thanks for letting me know. Um... All right, so next story. This this is a good one. Um, so let me tell you about the ramifications of this uh, liberal NDP merger, whatever you want to call it, the partnership that they've decided to, uh, uh, you know, work in partnership. I'll give you this. You give me that. Uh, here it is, okay? The liberals will table a bill to protect the number of Quebec seats in Parliament. Okay? This is a condition of the deal with the NDP. So because Quebec's population has declined, okay, it stood to lose an MP in the upcoming redistribution of seats, while the provinces with growing populations would gain MPs. Okay? So because Quebec's population has declined, it stood to lose an MP in the upcoming redistribution of seats, while other provinces with growing populations, including Alberta, would gain MPs. The last time a province lost a seat in a redistribution was in 1966. Here it is. Okay, guys, in case, let me explain to you. Very simple, right? Trudeau is hated in Alberta. Their population is going up. They're getting an extra seat. That's a seat that he's going to lose to the Quebec seat. Again, not because he has the NDP, right? Playing like a little, like a little kid in the schoolyard along with him. Let me play with you so you can get... Here's another one, right? Let me save a seat from Quebec losing a seat because that's one other seat that I'm going to lose out west in Alberta. It's, it's, it's incredible. It's incredible, right? And then they, they go along saying they're just trying to hide it, right? They're just trying to hide it. 
that it's it's done for equal representation, but it's not equal representation. You're passing a law to circumvent what should be happening because demographics dictate it that Quebec should lose a seat and Alberta should gain, for example, because everyone's fed up of here, so they're leaving. But that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's incredible. You're passing a bill. Okay, the bill will prevent Quebec's number of seats from dropping to 77 from its current tally of 78. If approved by Parliament, the bill amending the Constitution Act would make sure that the number of MPs from each province does not drop below the number they had before the last election. So again, he's going to hide it at the fact that oh, I'm being fair with all the provinces. No one is losing or gaining. Right? But we all know the ulterior motive behind it. It's it's quite mind-boggling, really, uh, really, really quite amazing, quite amazing. Um, I can't. I, here's another story I came across, and again, guys, you could tell me if if I'm, I'm completely out in left field or if I'm I'm just making something out of nothing. Um, but you know, a few weeks back, the the Canadian military. Uh, is to adopt a gender-neutral dress code as it moves to diversify ranks. Uh, ranks excuse me. Um, the Canadian Army uh, Armed Forces will soon adopt a gender-neutral dress code for service members as military commanders push for more diversity in the ranks. Okay. Men and women in uniform are currently subject to separate dress codes that include the types of clothing they can wear as well as their hairstyles and other aspects of their appearance. Uh, Major General Lise Bourgon, the acting chief of military personnel says the new gender neutral standard will give members more choices while ensuring they're dressed safely and appropriately for their duties. I, I don't understand that at all. The change is part of the military's effort to be more inclusive by recruiting and accommodating women, visible minorities, and other groups that are underrepresented in the military. Here we go again. So I ask you on this again, let me know if I'm out in left field. Let me know if I'm, I'm wrong here. Why do we have this burning desire for equal representation in everything that is going on in society? Guys, since the beginning of time, this is not going to fucking change. Men tend to choose more dangerous and physically demanding jobs. Why? Because a biological man is stronger physically than a woman. It's very simple. If that makes me, uh, I don't know toxic masculinity or makes me whatever you want to call me i'm just strictly everyone says follow the science i'm just saying science and biology this is biology am, am i out on left field here guys why do we have to put our noses in every single um every single aspect of society guys you, you what, what i don't understand i don't know 71% of the Canadian Armed Forces are white males. Why they account for 39% of the rest of Canada's workforce. But why do we have to change that? I don't understand. Why do I have to change it? It proves my point. Three out of four people in the Armed Forces are men. Men, again, tend to be more dangerous and choose more dangerous and physical demanding jobs. What are we going to do to make this more equal? At what point? Who are you going to send to war? Let's just say. Let's just say, right? Let's talk about increasing our, our military budget now. Who are you going to send to war? For the most part. Are you going to send women to war? Are women going to want to go to war? 
because you're changing this, it, it, so what you're telling me is that you're chasing this dress code to be more accommodating more women to go into the armed forces. This is going to increase enrollment. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I'm at a loss for this one, guys. I <sighs> tell that also to the transgenders. Yeah, Mike. Um, we, we we can't soon. Yeah, we're probably gonna have drag queens in the in the military. I don't know. I don't know. I I don't I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on in society. I really don't. I don't know. And, and I don't know. Okay. So listen, Dario. Dario says, my teenage daughter plans on leaving uh, Quebec for university. I might just follow her. I really hope you do. So this is great. You know why, Claudio? Uh, Dario, sorry. I have a great college for you. A great one. I think it's in Etobicoke or Toronto. It's called Humber College Institute of Technology. Okay? So, let me tell you what this, what is going on in our higher learning institutions in Canada and the United States for that matter. I came across this. I, I just, I, I couldn't, I, I, I couldn't believe, I, I don't remember where I came across. I, just, I couldn't believe my eyes, guys. Okay. They're, they're, they're making a task force in the college, university. And, and this, this task force, this group is called the Unlearning Circle. White identified Humber employees dismantling white supremacy working group launched. Hmm. I don't know where this school ranks amongst the top learning institutes in Canada, but I, but I got to get my boys here. Got to get my boys there. Um, so a recommendation, listen to these, a recommendation stemming from the EDI task force was for Humber to establish a group for people who identify as white and or as having white skin privileges. Two, four points. Critically engage with whiteness and white privilege. Two, continue unlearning racism and internalized dominance. Three, Hold each other accountable for anti-racist change and develop strategies for liberation. And four, identify ways to support Humber's EDI framework and strategy. Um, guys, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta help me out on this one. Um, you gotta help me out on this one. I'm 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 at a loss. I'm at a loss. Um, yeah, I'm uh, for once. I'm uh, I'm at a loss for words. Um, when you have um, you know, white people, um, are we supposed to raise our children with this guilt of being born white? You can't apply for a position. Um. You're constantly reminded in higher institutions that um, you have white privilege and whiteness and you suffer and critically engage with this. Um, unlearn your racism and internalize dominance. I don't know. Um, 
I could tell you one thing. I mean, I raise my kids. They don't see any color. Um, uh, I, I, uh, Mike says, many universities in North America have lowered their standards of accepting students. Um, it's called the critical race theory. I'm well aware of that, Mike. Um, yeah, and it's all about uh, critical race theory, and there's, there's a whole battle going uh, going on with that. Um, just to go back to a comment from uh, Tony Chich, I didn't see. Uh, there's things that make sense, though, when it comes to the uh, military story. I wanted to join the cadets when I was in secondary one. The first thing they told me was to cut my hair. I never went back. Some of the rules are outdated. Okay, I could live with that. I could live with that. Um, I could live with that. But I think just in the global aspect, I'm just talking about they're making these changes. I'm talking about this is one of those um, professions that is naturally going to be dominated by men. Right? Just the same way that you don't see a lot of women engineer in faculties. Uh, it just is what it is, guys. Just is what it is. Right? Just the same way that you're going to see a transgender female competing in Olympics in, in swimming, but you're not going to see a transgender male that used to be a woman, biological woman, compete against men because she has no chance, right? Or he has no chance. Previously, she. Sorry, I got mixed up, guys. Same thing, right? So it's, again, reverse. It's good for one side, but not good for the other side because you don't see it. But it's got to be equal when a man is... Is, is competing against women. But it, it basically goes to the biology and the physical dominance and uh, that men do tend to um, go in terms of directions of more dangerous jobs. And that's the reason why a lot of men on the majority make more money than women. So, um, but now to go back to this, this, um, this uh, Humber College Institute of Technology story this is this is, is uh, amazing we wanted to let the community know that an initial working group has been formed to suggest how this group might take shape at humber the working group is composed of white identified faculty um i identify as white i i could identify as another color first of all i'm not even white i'm i'm i don't know i'm olive i'm Olive, olive is that a color? Olive skin? Not even. I'm, I'm very paled, Sicilian. Um, white identified faculty, administrative, administrative, and support staff will express an interest in decolonization and anti-racist work at Humber. I, I don't know. We're still colonizing. I don't know. Are we? Uh, are we still in the Civil War days? Uh, what's going on here? Decolonization and anti-racist work. I'm um, I'm not uh, I'm not feeling good, guys. I wish I had better stories for you, but <laughs> you know, my wife says you should choose more positive stories, and but I don't think that that's my job. My job is to <laughs> share these these things that are going on in society and try to make sense of it and and try to educate the people that are watching the show that are listening to the podcast um i don't know guys 
So please let me remind you again, guys, if you want to support the show, thank you everybody that tuned in tonight, guys. It was, it was great. If you want to support the show, please go on youtube.com backslash agree to disagree show, subscribe to the channel, share it with your friends, your family, who you think would appreciate it. Um, the podcast, if you prefer, but in audio is available on Google podcast, Apple podcast, Spotify, again, subscribe there, leave a review. Um, we're available everywhere. Um, I thank you so much. Have a great night as well. You too, Vito. Thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate your comments tonight. Mike, uh, Claudio, um, Dario, Cheech, Pat, all of you guys. I truly appreciate you. You guys are always there to support me. I thank you so much, guys. Have a great evening. I will see you next week. Have a good night, guys. Thanks for listening to the Agree to Disagree show. Make sure you like, subscribe, and tell all your friends about it. Until next time.